carpet was scratchy under my knees. I knelt there on the floor, debating whether or not I needed to actually set my bedding on fire, or would it be enough to just stuff it into a dumpster? I decided that tomorrow I would walk to the lake and take my paraphernalia with me. I would include the little wooden box with the secret sliding door that had a just-in-case stash of weed. I would take all of these things to the top of the cliff and hurl them as far as I could into the lake and watch them sink into the water. But what would I do about the piercings? I had never been able to get the one in my tragus out. I had tried. I had tried everything from pliers to a hole punch in attempts to change out the jewelry, but it would not budge. I wasn't exactly praying in the usual sense. I was purging. My life suddenly looked like a scene from the labyrinth where Sarah realizes that everything she has ever treasured is just trash. I pushed myself away from the ground and went into the bathroom. It was 2 a.m. My head hurt from crying. I lifted my top and removed the first two silver rings. I looked at my body in the mirror and everything tightened. My teeth clenched and my mouth tasted like metal. I grabbed a piece of toilet paper to help me get a grip on my eyebrow ring and gently twisted the little black spikes in opposite directions. I laid the barbell on the ledge below the mirror. Next, I removed the two screw-in studs from my left nostril. Finally, I popped out the big blue stone earplugs from my earlobe and noticed that they smelt like funky cheese. I placed all of these things in a neat little offering pile and then I closed my eyes and apologized to God. I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I wish that I could lay it all down. I want to lay it all down, and I just can't get this last one out. I took a deep breath and decided to try one more time. To my surprise, the captive bead, which had cemented itself in place years earlier, easily popped out of the circular barbell and dropped to the ground with a silvery tink. To me, this was a sign. I was free from everything that was holding me captive. Then I glared at the tattoo on my arm. I wanted to scrub it off. I wanted to forget everything I had done and everything I had been. I thought maybe if I pray hard enough, God would wash it away. I knew that he could. I knew that in him all things are possible. And so I prayed, Lord, please, please wash these marks off of me. Please cleanse me and make me pure. I pumped a handful of foam body wash into my hands and slowly washed my arm under the cool water. I looked down at the long scar on my arm and the words that surrounded it. What was I thinking? Clearly, there were not going to be any more miracles in the bathroom for me that night. So, I turned around and walked three steps back into my bedroom. There on the bed was my comforter, laying there like a coat of many colors, beautiful patches of multicolored fabrics and textures, all stitched together with sequins and whimsical patterns. I had loved it ever since I discovered it at Walmart on the bottom shelf on sale during my second year of university. It was so me. I grabbed it and yanked it off of my bed. 
And then I took the sheets, balled them up, and threw them onto the floor on top of the comforter. I decided that I did not deserve sheets. I wanted to feel the roughness of the mattress. I grabbed a big white bath towel, which I had stolen from a resort in Mexico a few months earlier, and I made a mental note to throw that out as well with all of the other things tomorrow. But for tonight, it was the only source of warmth that I would allow myself. I wrapped it around my shoulders, and I laid my body down to shiver and escape my thoughts until morning. Hi. My name is Lily, and this is a podcast for those who want to pursue their God-given desire for marriage and embrace the journey of forever love. I shared that story with you because that's where my journey began, on the floor of my basement back in 2013. And in this podcast, in the coming episodes, I want to show you how to take the drama out of our stories, because we are all natural storytellers and liars by nature. We tend to get caught up in our own web of lies, and I'm not talking about the kinds of lies we tell on purpose to deceive others. I'm talking about the more sinister ones, the ones we tell ourselves without even realizing it, the ones we think are true. As a relationship coach, I help single women start to spot the lies so that they can be free of them and start adopting the mind of Christ instead, because the truth will set you free. And the truth is, you are a vessel. And right now, you're probably a very cluttered vessel. And that's okay. In the next few episodes, I'm going to guide you through a process of emptying yourself so that you can see what's in there and decide on purpose what you want to put back in. If you've ever felt like there's just not enough, whether that's enough time, money, love, joy, or whatever, then stick around because we are going to create a whole lot more space for what you really want in life, especially if what you want is forever love. You know, the kind of love that is intimate, equal, intentional, unconditional, and most importantly, founded on a relationship with Christ. So let's begin. First, let me start by saying we all have these moments of purging in our lives. Sometimes it happens spontaneously, like when your house burns down and you're left with nothing, or some other external force forces you let go of everything. In the Bible, we tend to see these as wilderness experiences, like when the Hebrews left Egypt behind and ventured into the wilderness. The problem with spontaneous experiences is that we tend to really resent them when they're happening. Ultimately, of course, we see that they were for our good and that we met God and angels out there in the desert, and we learned how to surrender and let go of the things that were holding us captive. But first, we tend to be a bit bitter about what has happened to us. The second is situational. For example, when you experience a big transition in your life, like getting a new job or breaking up after a long-term relationship, we choose to start fresh. It's a blank slate and everything is new again. Usually, we tend to feel excited, even if it's hard. We embrace the experience like it's a sunny day in September and we've got a brand new notebook. In the Bible, we see this happen with Ruth when she chooses to follow Naomi back to Bethlehem and see what life has to offer her there. The third, and the one that I believe is the most powerful, is an intentional experience. 
Nothing and no one is forcing us to empty ourselves out, but we choose to do so because it feels necessary. We know that in order to embrace something new, we need to create space by clearing out the old. Think of the woman who broke her alabaster box to anoint Jesus' feet, or Jesus himself when he went into the wilderness after his baptism. Choosing to pour yourself out doesn't come from a place of fear or lack. It actually comes from a place of abundance. It's when we say to ourselves, I've had enough of this, and now I want that. For myself, I had played enough games. I had caused enough mischief, and I was done partying and pretending and trying to get attention. I was done with hangovers. I was done with pregnancy scares and done romancing the idea of live fast and die young. I had had enough. I wanted something different. But the new wine I wanted wouldn't fit inside my old wineskins. So I decided to surrender everything from my sin-stained bedsheets right down to my IUD. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in an upcoming episode. And I want to share with you how you can do the same. Will you accept the challenge to be, for a moment, an empty vessel? Will you create enough space in your life to experience something new? If so, come on a journey with me and explore this season of singleness in a whole new way. Let me help you embrace what is and say yes to more. As your guide, I will continue to share stories from myself and others who have passed this way before, and I will show you how to use simple but effective coaching tools and techniques to deconstruct your drama and make space for truth. I'm Lily Matanguiza, and this is Forever Love. Mm-hmm.